It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Check out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the steam room, so it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but it For those of you who are looking to join for a winter membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. It's time for episode 298 of the three-point podcast. And again, holy hashtag since 57, one win away from the Super Bowl, boys. I mean, can you believe it? Obviously, we're going to dig into it deep, but it's still, we've talked about it before. It's like a dream. The dream continues. Unreal. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna dive into all of it, but it's it's unbelievable. And when you truly look back on the Lions timeline, I mean, three years ago uh, is when we brought in Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. I mean, it's been unbelievable what they've done in three yeah. years. I've never seen anything like it, really. Yeah, absolutely, more to come here in this podcast. We are presented by the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they include, including big discounts for 2024 also want to thank az branding solutions jacobs insurance agency Corey shook and associates real estate services nelson house funeral homes rivals tap house and grill and success group mortgage and servicing as we always like to do we play a little catch up i don't have a heck of a lot other than sports 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 especially the lions but we've talked about the weather in michigan before and jared we know you just watch your neighbor's shovel uh, Matt, you don't have to worry about any of that. But no. yesterday, power went out here, oh, and, and I'm going, oh, will my generator start up? And lo and behold, just like clockwork, second crank, it cranked into gear. The house was back in uh, operation. So just those small things just make you happy. You know what I'm talking about? For sure. I mean, the, the generator, I feel like that's a... I mean, maybe in the last, I don't know, Ted, you would maybe, you'd know better 15, 20 years. Like it did used to be a, not everyone used to have a generator. Right. Like, you know, back in the day, I'm sure you were. I didn't have one when I was a kid. Yeah. We never had one growing up either. And if the power went out, it was just kind of like, okay, well, 
deal with it. Don't flush the toilet. Or, you know, <laughs> like there was always that like funny stuff that you can't do. Oh, but yeah. now it seems like generators are becoming a little more of the norm because of that. I mean, I think part of house, it, you got to keep your refrigerator running, you know, stuff like that. So I think part of it is it was it was 10 or 15 years ago. We had just a humongous ice storm. Yeah. On Christmas, and, right? Yeah. Christmas mm-hmm. time. And our power was out. We actually had to move over to where my mother-in-law was living. We had to stay there for like three or four days. The power was out that long. And I think that's when the big boom happened on the generators up here you know that's when we obviously bought our first one but uh it's very cool i had an electrician friend hook me up with a whole new control panel in my garage so when the power goes out i just have to flip a few switches start up the generator the entire house is back in operation so it's see i'm I'm surprised you don't got it hooked up uh where it's as soon as that power goes out that thing kicks on man where you don't even got to think twice about it yeah, that's the big bucks. That's the Generac. I don't have <laughs> yeah, the Generac. Generac. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure at Bally or you know other workplaces have this too. But I, at at ESPN, that that's how it is with the generators here. And actually, mm-hmm. I know in Bristol there's multiple generators, and I know here I think there's two or three. There's like a backup, and then there's a backup to the backup. But right. that, we've been at work a couple times when it's storming and. You know, there's the threat of power going out and there's a, I mean, I'm literally split second. You know, you can tell like a, maybe the lights flicker or maybe the TVs like do do a quick little thing. And then it's all back on. And it's like, everyone's like, Oh, there's the generator just kicked on. Cause then you see everyone else is talking about powers out, powers out. So it's kind of crazy. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's, I just think it's a, a cool nugget or story. So in Bristol where, the, the main campus for ESPN is massive generator. The generator that powers ESPN's campus also powers the hospital in Bristol. Mm. If the power, if the power goes out, it kicks on powers the ESPN campus yeah. and the Bristol hospital. So you think about the amount of juice that's running through that thing. That's just kind of crazy. Yeah. But, a no, I feel like once you were going out. Yeah. Because I, I remember I I went I was living in Connecticut, but I went back to Michigan for that ice storm you're talking about, Ted. Yeah, and I remember being there for Christmas, and the ice was just crazy. And luckily, my parents were able to get a generator um, from a friend or something. But I th- I feel like once you go through something like that, legitimately, it that's a very, pretty wise investment anymore. It might be oh, something yeah. you never use or you right. use maybe once a year, but those times that you use it, it it sure is nice. Pretty low maintenance too. You just, you basically start it up a couple times a year just to make sure it's going to kick into gear. And uh, it definitely gives you that peace of mind. No doubt. Yeah. Is there a top five worse feeling than that, that initial like five, 10 seconds when you realize you just lost power? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) I had uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the lights flickered on and off here. I thought for sure we were going to lose power, but it just flickered one time and then it was fine. So I I just had that feeling recently. So thank God I I didn't have to fully feel it. And the worst part about losing power, I remember we had like, we finally got a generator maybe when I was in high school for that ice storm. It it only powered up like three things, like the fridge, (laughs) a DVD player, a TV, and like maybe one light. It's like, what, why, what's even the point of this freaking thing? We might as well not even have it. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is the fridge. You know, you don't know how long the power is going to be out. You don't want all your food going bad. So that is a big part. Yeah. But yeah, if you if your furnace, um, you know, is electric or depending on how all that works, you might want to do that. But absolutely. It's definitely a, a wise investment. 
for sure. Yeah. Hey, before we get into our Lions talk too, I just want, I, I don't know how much you can talk about it or even want to talk about it, Jared, but uh, the big news with Bally is uh, the Amazon investment. That's, that's very interesting. And uh, it looks like the future will be good for you guys down there, huh? Yeah, it looks, it looks, sounds great. I don't think it's officially in stone yet, but right. everything I'm hearing about it, a lot of people smarter than me saying it's a great, it's a great thing. I mean, we all love Amazon for obviously for the delivery and Amazon Prime and that whole thing. But I mean, their web interface and being able to distrib distribute these games, I'm just excited because I feel like a lot more people are going to be able to watch uh, mm -hmm. the Detroit Tigers, Pistons and Red Wings. And I mean, the Red Wings are in a playoff push right now. The Tigers, you know, knock on wood, we think they're going to be pretty damn good this season. Yeah. So I'm just excited that for everybody who's a viewer that's maybe had some problems with, you know, this app and all that sort of stuff in the past that now they're going to be able to just sit and watch these games on Amazon, hopefully, you know, uh, problem free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the first thing that I thought about because I know the, the Bally sports, you know, not to take a shot or anything, the Bally sports app to stream, it, it wasn't the best. It, it didn't work most kinks. of the time. Yeah, that was, I think that's not just me. That was the overall consensus with it. So I'm sure that's part of the issues that they were working through. And we all know the Amazon Prime app, whether you watch Amazon, you know, video or, you know, whatever you do on your phone, you know, whatever right. it works yeah, seamlessly. So um, to think about, yeah, I'll just be able to pop that on and watch the Tigers, Red right. Wings, and it, eh, yeah, I guess the Pistons if I want. But it's um, exciting, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be nice. And that's it's a big thing I was gonna say because and to have Amazon behind it, obviously, because everything Amazon is. But I remember when ESPN when when they started their the app, ESPN Plus, and it's still I feel like they're working out kinks because right. you know we've become so used to streaming where you just pop on your TV, you turn on Netflix, you stream a movie, you know, whatever. A lot goes into that. There has to be a lot of, again, like you said, people smarter than you. Yeah, a lot more than what I understand, but a lot goes into making a streaming service work properly. You know, you think about like the bandwidth that has to go into it and all the coding and everything. And people think that you should just be able to pop it on and watch a Red Wings game and it should be that easy. But, you know, if millions of people are doing it, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And so obviously ESPN, I know, is working out those kinks. I feel like this will be Amazon's already got that figured out. So it's kind of like, think. you know, yeah, you would think, but so yeah. yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool deal. Well, here yeah. we are January 24th, 2024, just a quick prediction from you guys, you know, cables probably definitely on its way out. How long do you think it's going to be before cables completely gone and everything is streamed? I don't think it's ever going to happen just because no. I, th I think, there's enough of a market of people who still use traditional cable to keep it going. Yeah. And, and like, you know, businesses, there's a lot mm -hmm. of businesses that still just, you know, bars, restaurants, doctor's offices, you know, I don't know, places that just it's easier to purchase Comcast or spectrum or whatever. So I, I think that will be enough to keep it going personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, Ted, how long do you plan on living? Because I mean, <laughs> the way you're, you're kind of the last wave here. 
hopefully and, 30 I mean, years I, your tv remote man it's like a cowboy in a six shooter i mean you'll pry it from your hands uh, from your <laughs> cold dark grave so they got at least until your run is over which hey let's hope it's in our 30 40 years so i agree with you on i that. mean it, it is funny i've seen people on social media twitter wherever say like our generation mine or maybe even maybe not quite your generation jared but some people saying they're starting to go back to cable because they yeah. start looking at I'm paying for this and this and this and this right. and this. And they're like, I'm actually paying more. So I'm going to go back to Dish Network or, you know, whatever. And because a lot of times now you get like HBO free when you sign up for something. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just do that. So, well, you know, yeah. we live in a capitalist society and competition really is important. And what's nice is, you know, cable used to have you by the balls. I mean, right. you, you know, they'd raise their prices and you had no recourse other than, you know, threatening to cancel, but you know, you never did. Now there's <laughs> legit competition and it worked to my advantage. As we all know, when I did my negotiation with the cable company and thought, Oh, they actually are willing to negotiate. So yeah. it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I, see. I isn't spectrum like up, up with another, um, like I feel like they're running into another, you know, week one of college football issue soon here. I, I, I could have swore I thought probably. I read something like that. There's another crossroads coming, but uh, yeah, you'll worry about that when the time comes, and you'll probably knowing you, you'll just you'll end up be paying like five dollars a month for charter. There you go. <laughs> well, the one thing is, at least even though I'm an old guy, I can deal with the streaming. There's some other old people, you know, they have no clue whatsoever, and they never will, right? I mean, right. that's that's the reality of it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we don't have to worry about streaming this upcoming weekend as the Lions head to San Francisco, one win away from the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that next right here on Three Point Podcast. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service and real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso, get info online at coreyshook.com and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise, you're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesonine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. It's much more than a gym. It's the Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Stocked with a wide array of state-of-the-art cardio and strength equipment, the Wellness Center also offers a variety of fitness classes. Run, jog, or get your steps in on the raised sky track with views of the entire Memorial campus. As part of your membership, enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with private showers. Also included is use of the steam rooms, saunas, and therapy pool. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products 
not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, guys. I mean, our, our Lions, I mean... Let's get into it. Another big win over the Buccaneers. Uh, an interesting game, but they took care of business at home, and now one win, one win away from the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I feel like how can you even believe it? The amount of years you've been watching the Lions, and this is just uh, so you've seen them in the NFC Championship, you know, thirty years ago, of course. Right. But, I mean, it, it felt like for a long time that I don't know if this was ever going to happen. That it was just like. It was a dream to think about the Lions ever making the NFC Championship. And it's all coming together. I've seen people try and say that this is like a Mickey Mouse run that, you know, they've, okay, yeah, they beat Stafford and the Rams, but really the Rams were kind of overachieving. And then they got matched up with the Buccaneers. And, you know, the Buccaneers were basically a 500 team getting into the playoffs. And, you know, so that was easy. They got gifted home games. And so now they get to place, you know, trying to, discredit this run by the lions. And I, I just, I really don't understand it because we're obviously fans. I mean, look at everything we're wearing. Look at the backdrop of your, your man cave back there. We're obviously fans. This is a legitimate team. I think if people are still wondering if, if this is a good team, are they just getting lucky? You know, all that you, you aren't watching this team. They have possibly the best offensive line in the NFL. The defensive line has actually improved. Obviously, Hutchinson's a stud, but you know the other guys have kind of started to step up. Wide receiving core is good with St. Brown leading the way. Laporta might be the best tight end in football. Um, Gibbs and Montgomery have really come on as like a great one-two punch. I mean, Jack Fox, if you even if we want to go that far, the punter is maybe one of the best in the league. So like this this team is complete, top to bottom. And I was texting some friends after they they beat the Buccaneers. And you guys know my feelings on Stafford. He's one of my favorite Lions ever. But those those years that they made the playoffs with Stafford, now looking back, it didn't feel like this. Like, yeah, it was exciting, Lions in the playoffs. But I feel like those teams, they just basically hoped Matt Stafford turned into a superhero and they won games. You know, like that's almost how those teams got by. Calvin Johnson caught two touchdowns and, you know, they won 38 to 34 shootout. This feels like an actual team. You see the videos in the locker room. They all love each other. They love Jared Goff. They love Dan Campbell. They're a complete team, like I just said, top to bottom. This just feels different than those Matt Stafford playoff appearances that they had because they never actually won a game. So this is a team. This is a legit team, and I think they can go to Santa Clara and and beat the 49ers. I don't don't think that's like a, a fan take. No, I, I I said it when they beat the Rams. Once they got the the uh, monkey off their back of the Rams, which I think the Rams, I, I I get what you're saying that there's been some naysayers. I think the Rams were a pretty damn good team outside of the Lions and the 49ers. I'd argue they might be the third best team in the in the the NFC. Yeah, flat out what Dan Campbell has done with this culture, Matt. You're explaining how it feels so much different than those Mass Stafford teams. Nothing against Mass Stafford. I mean, maybe he was the one ray of light trying to keep those teams moving and keep them going, but they seem so night and day better than what those Stafford teams were. They have fun. 
The culture is immaculate. Dan Campbell deserves a gold star. Brad Holmes, same thing with him. The way that they're lockstep on everything, even in the draft room, we see all the, the reaction videos. For one, we can't shit on anything Brad Holmes does next year's draft. Just make a mental note of that. I for Maybe that's right. a mental note for myself. Mm-hmm. That guy knows what he's doing. Four contributors right away with Branch, Laporta, Gibbs, uh, and who's the and Campbell? Like Campbell. four starters essentially in two rounds in one draft. That's incredible. Uh, but I'm just loving every second of this team. I agree with you. They can beat the 49ers. If you're a Lions fan and you are going in there, oh, I don't know what in what in the world did you see last week where the Packers basically probably should have beat the 49ers. The Lions are rolling. They look like they're playing their best football of the year right now. What in the world says they can't win this game? I expect to win this game. They're a seven point underdog. I love the plus seven. Uh, spread this week to be honest I think I would expect a decent amount of Lions fans at that game too the one thing that worries me if if it's rainy weather but uh, the good thing is that Brock Purdy struggled with that as well so Mm -hmm. I'm ready this is the time to win a Super Bowl like people are looking ahead to next year or maybe they're not I think everybody understands what this moment is and you never know when your Super Bowl window could close I mean look at the Philadelphia Eagles Go win this now. Uh, is there any part of you guys, if they lose this game in maybe a heartbreaking fashion, that just maybe the, this season it just ends on a real sour note? Is there any way that you kind of undo what all they've done so far? Well, obviously we, we would be very disappointed, but no. <laughs> I think what they've accomplished to this point and, and what the future looks like, I think it's great. I 100% agree with what you just said. And you know, I was on this bandwagon way long time ago. You got to take advantage of going for it while you have that opportunity. And we saw this team put together, you know, let's give some credit to Sheila too. I mean, she stuck with Campbell and Holmes when it was pretty tough to do that. And she said, no, we're on the right course. We got the right people involved and it turned around. Um, You know, this team, we've watched it come together in three years. It, it's been an amazing run to get to this point, and I 100% agree. They can go out to San Francisco and win. I have some hesitation just because the Lions, and we're not going to go into the SOL stuff, but the Lions going out west on turf, if there is right. weather, you know, that's going to be a tough task. But I think this team believes in themselves and can just make it happen. If they get behind, they're not going to they're not going to fold the tent. They're going to come back at you, and that's what I love right. about this gritty team. Yeah, I mean, Jared Goff isn't going to let him just, like, give up. You know, he's going to keep fighting. The defense, everyone, everyone is going to keep fighting to prove that, yeah, this wasn't just a fluke run by the Lions. And I think because of what you guys are saying, you have to take advantage of this opportunity. I think maybe we mentioned before that weeks and weeks ago that if they made the playoffs, like if they won the division, made the playoffs, the rest was kind of icing on the cake. But, you know, now that you're in this position, it is like, no, go win the Super Bowl. Like, and that's not it's it's a realistic thing for them to go win the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Ravens look like they're the clear cut favorite right now. And then obviously the Chiefs, even though the Lions beat the Chiefs in the regular season, you know, they're they're the Chiefs for a reason. So that would be a tall task. But uh, this team, they I think they clearly believe that they can do it. They've got guys who want to prove that they can do it. Jared Goff being one of them. You know, they have a defense, I think, that wants to prove people have been ripping them, us three included. People have been ripping the the defense, you know, for the last, I don't know, basically the whole season, last couple of years, really. So they want to prove it. And I honestly, I think they, they can get it done because if Debo Samuel for the 49ers, he's 
Last I saw is he's 50-50. He's probably yeah, going to play, but, you know, so not 100% either way. That's a huge part of their offense. I mean, mm-hmm. he does a lot for their offense, running, catching, everything. Brock Purdy is good for sure. You know, there's a lot of people who say, he's, I mean, he's, you know, just a product of Kyle Shanahan's offense, which is partly true, but he's, he's a good quarterback. I definitely think the defensive line can rush him get him, you know, flustered and stuff in the pocket. And I love what they've been doing, blitzing from the corners. Mm-hmm. Iffy and Brian Branch coming in, like, off the slot blitzing. I mean, they they were doing that to Stafford and had him running all over. They were hitting the crap out of Baker Mayfield last week, you know. So, I like, Aaron Glenn, you know, more more credit to him. He's really turned things around, too, I think. Maybe he's really trying to prove that he can be a head coach because he's apparently getting interviews for head coaching jobs. But, you know, there's there's no reason to think. I'm almost surprised that, you know, they're seven-point underdogs, but it probably is everything you guys are saying, going out west, the 49ers, you know, everything like that. But there's no reason to think that they can't win this game. Yeah, it's it's the expectation, man. Uh, They 100% can. I, I got a bit of a confession to make. As you guys know, a few weeks ago, basically when Michigan won the national title, I said, that's the that's the top. That's all I've ever wanted to experience, <laughs> which was true at the time. That I thought that was all I ever needed. But I tell you, I want more championships. And <laughs> now that the Lions are in the mix of the NFL playoffs, I'm loving the week, like how we're building toward this Super Bowl, man. It's been an awesome run. Yep. Each, each week, you, you enjoy the game for a few days like we do with the Rams. Then you're on to the Bucks. Then you enjoy that win for a few days. Then you're on to the 49ers. The NFL playoffs, and especially what it's going to be like to watch them in an NFC championship game, which doesn't even seem real. Right. Just, I love it. And I'm full on this Lions bandwagon. The Lions Super Bowl is the creme de la creme. That's the number one sports accomplishment we can have as fans. I don't think there's any way to argue it right now. The way, like, I've never seen, and Stephen A. Smith's getting crap for all the comments he said about Detroit, but hmm. I've never seen, the, like, the Detroit in, like, 97-1. Every time I flip on 97-1, it's the most negative stuff. Isn't that ridiculous? Outside of this Lions run. Now you flip it on, they're laughing, they're loving it. Like, there's no, the callers are all called in, say how much they love it. Everybody's, as BJ Fleck would say, rowing the boat. And it is awesome. I'm, I'm 100% here for it. The way these people are rallying around this team, making it the loudest stadium ever recorded in the NFL at Ford Field, that's just unbelievable. We've seen it, and people are talking about Steve Levy had a great tweet, basically saying how he had a headache for a whole 24 hours after that game because it was so right. loud. I mean, people are finally seeing how great this fan base is. I mean, would you guys say number one fan base in the entire NFL and sporting world? What what other ones would you throw up there? Well, they're right there. I mean, they're obviously the hungriest. I mean, we've talked about it years ago on this podcast about if the Lions ever made a run and ever made it to the Super Bowl, it'd be the most incredible thing this state's ever seen. And we're one game away from it, guys. I mean, yep. that's the thing, you know, and, and people that have listened to this podcast before, too. Uh, I just had a feeling and I'm going to be in Vegas Super Bowl weekend <laughs> and I've got one win away from living a you dream of a lifetime. Here's the, it, the funny thing about that. We all know it. I mean, you guys, maybe maybe we've all said it at one point. There is like a billion Lions fans who uh, at some point over the last, you know, since 57, have made the line if the lions ever make it to the super bowl i don't care what anybody says i'm going to the game 
Yeah. Now, I think about a million fans have said that. And then once the day finally comes around, you're looking at a ten or a $10,000 basically ticket for two people. Ted, I mean, you got to kind of put your money where your mouth is. I mean, have you ever made that promise? I feel like it's it's Alliance fans' duty to, one, make that promise at some point in their life. But you're going to be in Vegas, man. I, I think you got to do it. The promise that I made, of course, is I'm going to the town if the Lions get there. Right. The plan is to watch it with fellow Lion fans at some super sports bar. But believe me, if there's any way to get a ticket, even if it's, I don't know, I'd, I'd spend probably a couple thousand bucks, you know, a ticket. But anything much more than that, man, that's, <laughs> that's probably too salty. I can just hang out yeah. with the fans. But we'll see. We'll see. You're going yeah. to Vegas. I mean, you got a few days in Vegas, man. I know. Who knows? Maybe you hit hit big on on the slot machine, and and there your tickets paid for. Or or you know maybe work some angle. Maybe I can come up with a tick two tickets somehow. We'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can. I would definitely, I'll definitely make an effort to go to the game. We'll see how it all pans out. But uh, it's gonna be a blast no matter what. Uh, it's all nil and void though if the Lions don't make it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. Sounds, but, uh, sounds like you're saying you're going to put your salesman hat on. You're going to try and like barter. Hey, we'll we'll do an ad for you on Three Point Podcast for a year if you give me two tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I did I did try to do a little bartering with uh, the D Casino in Vegas, you know, for this podcast. Right. I thought, what the hell? I'll reach out to them see if they want to be a part of this. We'll we'll barter rooms, you know. All three of us could go out there at different times of the year, but really got ghosted by them. So <laughs> that's just the way it is. Sometimes yeah, you get stay on them, man. Stay on them. You stay on them. You know, you know, bad a thousand. Back to what you guys were talking about, though. This is the this is the stat that just blows my mind when we talk about how hungry our state and Detroit Lion fans are. You know, when I saw that they were going to have tickets available for a watch party at Ford Field, I I mentioned to my wife, I said, hey, you know, that'd be kind of fun to go to. Man, you snooze, you lose. It completely sold out. It's unreal. There's going to be you know seventy thousand fans at Ford Field watching it. Sunday afternoon, amazing. They sold out in like an hour or two, too, yeah. right? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they said they, like an hour. It, it sold out. So, yeah, that's how hungry people are to to watch this. And kind of along those lines, that would be pretty cool to go to Ford Field. You know, they're going to have it on the jumbotron and everything, and be with the fans, like you said. Oh, yeah. I've heard people say who who've gone to Super Bowls that obviously it's a once in a lifetime opportunity experience to be there in the environment, get to watch the halftime show live, you know, see everything that goes on with the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard people say like, it's actually, it's not the experience you would want if you, if your team is playing right. because the, it's so like corporate, there's so many other fans there. There's so many like just business people there. You know, you're not, it's not like you're at Ford field with amongst, 99% Lions fans. You know, you're going to have a blast. You're at the game, you're at the Super Bowl watching the Lions, but it might almost be a better experience to go to one of those sports bars where it is a couple hundred, few hundred uh Lions fans and you're right. high-fiving everyone and you know you're you're amongst your people. But I don't know. So I could see, you know, if yeah, if you end up contemplating spend 3, 4 grand to right. go to the game or Eh, just go go to a sports bar and you know watch it there. That that would be the like juggling I, act you'd have to do. I've always like honestly, I yeah. There's no way it 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 like meet your expectations when you're dropping that much money on it. I don't think right. unless you're right. somebody who money is of no object and it's like yeah, this is awesome. 
Mm-hmm. If I could just go into a Super Bowl for the opening kick when all the cameras are flashing, like I think that's the only thing I'd care to see. <laughs> see that? All right, now I can go watch it at like a sports bar. Um, but honestly, I, I, the thing that makes sense to me is, Ted, it seems like the more reasonable trip would be this weekend to San Francisco. You get a <laughs> California trip. Excuse me. You get a California trip. You get to pay like maybe a third of the price. Right. You get to see them punch their ticket to the Super Bowl, which they're going to do. That is the trip that makes more sense to to me as a Lions fan. It's just funny that we never really thought about that. Now the NFC Championship's here. Nobody's booking their ticket out there. Do you guys expect there to be much of a Detroit Lions fan base in uh, – it's not Candlestick anymore, but uh, Levi Stadium or whatever Levi's they call it. I, 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 I've heard there might be 20%, but, yeah. you know, that's what I just saw yesterday, I think, online. You know, last week the 49ers shut out uh, – pretty much everybody that was on the Packers, which you know how the Packers. Yeah. Them. Packers are similar yeah. to Lions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet there will be a lot. I mean, we've seen it all season that there every away game for the Lions. There has been a lot of Lions fans there. So yeah, I'll be curious to see how many make it out, but the Lions fans, Ted, would you say it's similar? Uh, definitely different, but similar to what 2006 when the Tigers finally punched, you know, went back to the world series. I remember, all of a sudden, in a similar way, everyone had Tigers gear on. Everyone yep. was talking about the Tigers. Everyone was watching every game of that playoff run, and mm-hmm. then especially the World Series. Would you? Does it kind of remind you of that a little bit? Yeah, it does. That's that's a pretty good comparison for sure. Yeah. You know that everybody was Tiger fans then. I mean, it was amazing that they made it the World Series. The downer was though that they laid an egg in the World Series right. and kind of yeah. choked it away, but. Uh, as we've said many times before, this trumps the Tigers. This it trumps does. the Red Wings. This trumps the Pistons. The Lions, with the success they've had, that's why we're all geeked up about it. It's just absolutely amazing. And and we've said it before. This is, for us, Michigan fans and our high school and now the Detroit Lions, this is, and I'm, I'm 67. I think I said 68 last, year, last week, but I'm actually only 67. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest football season I have ever lived through. No matter what happens from now on, it's still it's it's the greatest. I mean, Dude. even if even if the Lions get to the Super Bowl and lose, or right, uh, I really we really want them to win this week. Get to the Super Bowl. I mean, and then it is kind of no, and then you want them to win the Super Bowl, of course. But you know, yeah. if they lose this week, it is a little bit like ah, man, a little bit of a letdown. It still doesn't like take away from how awesome this football season has been. Yeah. But it, the only way it gets better is if all teams win the championships, and that's like oh absolutely un- unheard of. Yeah, I mean, that's like almost being, you know, greedy, I guess. What? But yeah, it's hard to guys, be. What do you guys think, though? I mean, you guys have been running, riding this wave of the Lions, and we just got off of Michigan. What What's more sweet to you? in your opinion, Lions I, or Michigan after we were kind of looking back on it? I think it would be if, if the Lions can win the Super Bowl, that, that would beat it. If yep. they if they lose this weekend, then I would still say the Michigan National right. Championship just because they won it all. This has been incredible, though, watching the Lions get all the way to the NFC title game. But, yeah, if, if they won the Super Bowl, I mean, we're seeing the stories all over the place. The guy that's been a season ticket holder for 88 right. years or whatever <laughs> it was, he's all over. And then – you know, the guy who was crying because his dad passed away a while ago and was a super fan. And, Very you know, there's just all here. those stories that you see that make this story different. Then, yeah, the Tigers, because the Tigers had won a World Series, you know, in the 80s and, and have had success other years. 
The Lions haven't. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the peak was the Barry Sanders years, and really they didn't didn't really do anything when, when he was there. So The one thing I'm so happy about, and I know this is going to strike a nerve probably with both of you, I am so glad we don't got to hear about those goddamn Barry Sanders teams anymore. <laughs> oh, they were so good. They lose, they lose the, the Redskins by 50 points. Like, no, they were not a Super Bowl team. I, I, I'm so sick of hearing about that team. A running back, you're like, I get Barry Sanders was a legend, man, but I saw the doc. That was not a Super Bowl team at any point. <laughs> I lived it. They were they were pretty good, Jared. They're better than what you're throwing out there. But, but yeah, it, it was pretty embarrassing to lose to the Redskins by that much, especially after beating the Cowboys. But hey, I mean, they they did end up winning the Super Bowl, so you can you know hang right. your head on that. Absolutely, the, the Redskins did that year. But is your Sins Fifty Seven jersey officially retired? I mean, we haven't got a chance to look at your Amon Ra jersey, but it looks like you got fresh digs on right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does, no, it, does it say Stay Brown on the back, or is it like a Eric Kramer jersey or something? <laughs> oh wow! Nice. Where did, did you get that? I got it uh, after they won their first playoff game. Man, ordered it online. My wife got a Barry Sanders jersey, uh, and the since '57 jersey is not retired until they win the Super Bowl. So right. let's let's get that straight. Well, what's what's the crazy thing that the last time that they've won a playoff game on the road? was in 1957 against San Francisco. Isn't that funny? So, I know. Yeah, that, that's just kind of one of those crazy things. They could put so many things to bed. So, yeah, th- maybe this is a good time. Ted, I'm going to I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Stump the Schwab. Spump, stump the sports guy here. Okay, all right. I'm very curious. I, I saw a couple kind of like um, cool stats or whatever for the Lions that I, I was like, oh, this could be a good trivia for oh, Ted boy. the sports guy. You too, Jared. But I, I'm going to guess that you might not know the answer. <laughs> yeah, don't open breath. Yep. Ted, I'm very curious. So, Jared Goff is the third quarterback in franchise history, the Lions franchise history, to win multiple playoff games, which actually both of these are pretty sad when we think about it. There's only three quarterbacks in franchise history that have won multiple playoff games. So, Jared Goff's one of them. Quarterbacks to win multiple playoff games, not in the same season, just in their career. Who are the other two? Uh, who was Bobby the Lane. mean mother effer? Yeah, I figured that would be Lane. the first one you get. Yeah, Bobby Lane, Bobby Lane, and Tobin wrote. Hey, look at you. Yep, <laughs> so Tobin, Tobin wrote did it in 57, and then Bobby Lane 52 and 53. Yeah, yeah Lane was hurt in 57, and uh, the, the Lions squeaked by San Francisco, if I remember that stat right. Y.A. Tittle was the uh, 49ers quarterback, but the Lions got by that game. And then just pulverize the Browns in the NFL championship game. Impressive. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I know Bobby Lane obviously is the legend, but I was like, that other one? I've never heard that name. What was it? Tobin Rowe. Tobin yeah. Rowe. Never heard that before. All right. Next one. Oh, another question. All right. Yep. There was two. Similar. Dan Campbell is the third coach in team history to win multiple playoff games. Who are the other two? Ooh, that's a little tougher. Jim Schwartz. Uh, to to win. Yeah, I, know. I was just throwing that out. Oh. <laughs> uh, Harry Gilmer. Harry Gilmer. Is that one of them? Nope. What? Oh, it's not? Uh, it's a, It's the coaches. I mean, what, what about Barry Sanders coach? Fontas. Wayne Fontas. It's got to be Fontes? one of them. It's not him. It's the coaches for the quarterbacks that you just listed. If That's, that's what I was trying to th- – th- I thought Gilmer was one of them. Fonts uh, only had the one playoff win. Got it. Uh, I give up. I, I do know it, but I give up. Yep. George Wilson was in ah, 57. Right. And then Buddy Parker was oh, in right. 52 and 53. How did I forget oh. Buddy Parker? 
So, so what you're saying here in those names is Dan Campbell is the best Lions coach we've ever had. I mean, is that crazy Ed, to say that in just three Ed short years? I think he is absolutely, absolutely right. Joe Schmidt was pretty good coach in the uh, in the mid '60s, but they just couldn't get by the Packers or the Colts. But uh, Campbell, for sure. I mean, you know, and we don't need to go back in time. You know, everybody had their question marks about Dan Campbell when he was hired, right. but it didn't take us long to go. This guy might be something special, especially at coming after the uh, Matt Patricia days, right. you know, and Marty Morningwig and all the all the <laughs> others. The that is. Real quick, uh, I'm not gonna swear, but F Mary Kill, um, Dan Campbell, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> uh, let's throw uh, John B. Line in there. Go, go, or is there a, a third person that would be better? Wow, just go with those three. Uh, F Mary kill boy. That's a, that's, I don't want to F any of them, but <laughs> right. <laughs> what if it, instead of F it's party with yeah, party with, go. okay. Party. So with. I, I would say party with Harbaugh. Mary. Yeah. If we're saying beeline, I'd want to marry beeline. I mean, he just, you know, just such a solid guy. You <laughs> he know, wouldn't cheat on you. You're right. Good, good guy. Great coach. And then I guess that leaves Campbell, but I'm I'm really turning into a very not turning into I am a pretty big Dan Campbell fan. Yeah. But in that scenario, that's probably what I'd go. I'm just going to leave. Do you think there's right a single Lions have. fan that doesn't, that doesn't like Dan Campbell? There can't be a single one. No, He's at this point, I don't know how you can. Coach. But I, th- I think the criticism was fair. Like you mentioned, yeah, we don't have to go back and pull receipts because all three of us probably have them. Everyone yeah. probably has them. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, like, pulling those receipts and saying, look at these idiot fans, you know, whatever. I think it was completely fair to wonder if he was going to be a good coach. I mean, he's coming in after Patricia and Bob Quinn, whatever the heck they did with the Lions, the roster was terrible. Jared Goff, at the time, this isn't me being a hater, there were questions about him. Mm -hmm. You know, there was Sean McVay moved on from him, so I was like, eh, you know, is he really – is he just kind of middle of the road? You know, so there was questions about him. Dan Campbell had really never been a head coach. He had the interim stint with the Dolphins, but otherwise he wasn't even ever a coordinator. You know, it's not like he was ever an offensive coordinator that, you know, did awesome. So, I, you know, the, the people who are pulling receipts and trying to call people idiots for questioning Dan Campbell, it's like, no, I, I think that was completely fair. And then obviously the first season, what, they went three and 13 or whatever, right. and then – then they start off one and six the second season. So it's like it was completely fair to wonder if if it was going to work out with him after seeing hard knocks and, you know, how he really connects with the team and then how they finished that second season. That's where it was clearly like, all right, they just got to put the roster together. They got to get the right pieces and the right guys, which they clearly have with Brad Holmes, you know, making all these awesome draft picks that, a lot of people questioned, and then now we're seeing, oh, maybe he knows yeah. a little more than us. And I, I don't know how, Jared, your, your question, if, if any Lions fans cannot like Campbell, I don't know how you cannot. Because it's also, there is something too, the Lions in Detroit are just different. You, the, the flashy Matt Patricia coming in the way that he did, it's similar to Rich Rod going to Michigan. That kind of stuff wasn't ever going to fly. That mm-hmm. just doesn't work. That's why Jim Harbaugh works. He's a hard-nosed old school football guy. That's why Dan Campbell works in Detroit. He appreciates the grit. He appreciates, you know, hardworking blue collar guys. Some players that were cast offs like Jared Goff was kind of thrown away by the Rams. 
you know, I, I think that's why he's a perfect fit and he's getting guys to buy in and, you know, dudes like Aiden Hutchinson, great culture guy, you know, Anzalone, great culture guy. Maybe Anzalone might be a guy that might not start on many other teams in the NFL, but he's perfect for the lions grit, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's just, a, it, I, I love this team, man. They're just, and they're fun to watch too. I mean, they're fun to watch Laporta, St. Brown is awesome. Jameer Gibbs is one of the most exciting running backs to watch in the NFL. I mean, just a great team. I see the vision with Gibbs. Again, remind me because you know I'll probably be bitching about it. We cannot bitch about whoever they draft come March. Who knows? We might even be in attendance for that. We cannot bitch about it. Whoever it is, I don't care if it's a kicker in the first round. You just trust the Brad Holmes vision. He's batting 1,000. It's a three-year rebuild. They were over 10-1. and Two seasons ago, how the hell are they on the brink of the Super Bowl? I, I, I can't, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we saw the Jim Harbaugh thing. One, one funny note on Jim Harbaugh, real quick. We're a state Lions, but have you noticed that like he looks like he's like 10 years older than John Harbaugh now? I just <laughs> compare does. it to like a, you know, when you see like pictures of Barack Obama when he took office and then when he's yeah. like out, it's like looks like he aged like 30 years. That's what Ohio State and taking over the Michigan program did, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> but just the way we took him, whatever it was, 10 years to finally, you know, get a championship contender. Dan Campbell did it in one year. And I, we got sent an article kind of from his first game was ironically against the 49ers. They were down 31-10 at halftime. And essentially they ended up losing by, they ended up making it a one score game where they had an onside kick to try to, to try to tie it and go to overtime. And basically people were like, why were you trying so hard? The game was over. He's like, I had to set like the culture here. And I told him like, we're going to battle every game. It's funny looking back on that game. You know, who would have guessed three years later, these two teams are going to be meeting again uh, in the NFC Championship. Uh, I just can't wait to watch it. Six o'clock. I mean, perfect time or 6.30. Perfect time for an NFL football game. It really is. Um, We'll already know who their opponent is if they win. Yeah. Uh, And just you take your chance in the Super Bowl. Like, and here's the one thing that makes me feel good. I don't know. I I was, if if my nervous level was 100% for Michigan versus Bama, it's at probably about 50% for the 49ers, if I'm honest, because I truly think Jared Goff is better than Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I think, at yeah. least in this situation, yeah. with the experience, maybe in three years, I wouldn't say that about Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff, but just one game right now, the way both of them are playing, the confidence the Lions have in Jared Goff, Purdy being kind of shaky last week, maybe some confidence a little bit less than him right now in that locker room. I feel great. When you have the better quarterback, like you take your chances. Uh, you know, nine times out of 10 in a football game. Would you guys agree? I think we have that yeah. matchup right now. Well, I think we have that matchup for sure. You know, I, I, I mean, it's hard to argue what Jared Goff has done this year and even yeah. in, his, in his whole career, you know, leading up yeah. to this. He's been a solid quarterback. So, yeah, the the the, the moment won't phase him for sure. Yeah. Purdy, let's see. We'll see what he can do. Yep. And like you said, yeah, Purdy has had some ups and downs a little bit this season, you know, more <clears throat> ups than downs, but He's never been in this situation because last year, you know, he was hurt when they made their little playoff run. So, I mean, the one big thing they've got, if, you know, Debo Samuel, even if he's not 100%, he's still good. But Christian McCaffrey is just incredible. So, you know, they got to figure him out. George Kittle is, if it's not Sam Laporta, George Kittle probably is the best tight end. I know Travis Kelsey is still out there, but, you know, Kittle's probably maybe the best tight end. So they got to figure him out. But I don't know. Otherwise, Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting a little too chugging the Honolulu Blue Kool Aid, but there's nothing about them that like scares me, you know. Going against the Rams, it was 
Matt Stafford might throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns and just right. absolutely torch us. I don't really, th- I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to run for 250 yards and score four touchdowns on, you know, I don't think there's anything like that. Well, they'll, he'll be running right into really what the Lions' strength, and that's that right. line, you know, and their and their defense against the run. You know, the big concern, obviously, and especially when we're watching the games and texting back and forth, is when they put those uh, cornerbacks out on a on a limb. You know, it's it's scary, but <laughs> yeah. but it's worked for Glenn. You know, because then then they come up with a big play. I mean, we've talked about it many times, bend but don't break, and that seems yep. to be what yep. the Lions are doing. You're you're a wise guy, Ted. I, I tell you what. I mean, I, I was I'm, I was going back and listening to some old podcasts. Uh-huh. You you've been on you've been on the right track. Other than the one time when you said Jared Goff was lionized, you've been on the right <laughs> track about this Lions regime the whole way. I mean, even this defense. I mean, yeah. I was saying that they were horrible a couple weeks ago. I mean, they still like have a few mental lapses every game that leave you shaking your head. But right. you make it this far, two playoff games where teams are held, you know, I believe below twenty thirty, right around there, under right. thirty. They look, they are, they're standing up to the billing. They bend, don't break. They're all very similar to the Michigan defense in that respect, where when you get in the red zone, that's when they play their best ball. Yeah. I, I feel good about them. I, I really do. They're tough. They're ready to win this game. I would be shocked if they lose. That's where I'm at with at this point. Shocked if yeah, they lose. Agreed. Shock on wood. Wow. I think the questions about the secondary is fair. We've seen what's happened over the last, you know, six, eight weeks or whatever. But what they do is they somehow they come up with turnovers. Like right. Gardner Johnson and you know J- Jacobs, you know, like Joseph, um, somehow they get the ball. Like you, say, you know, ball gets tipped and they're right there, or they do make interceptions. And and I think that's something they could maybe do with Purdy if if Hutchinson can and blitz him and you know those corner blitzes get Purdy to throw some crazy passes. They can come up with some turnovers, and that's one thing. Goff, you know, he's had a couple games into like where he did turn it over, but overall. He protects the ball really well, yeah, so, you know, especially in the playoffs, right? So, I think that would lean towards the Lions, the the turnover battle, the offensive line. So Jonah Jackson won't be playing, but they've kind of been moving their offensive line around all season. So I think the O line will be fine. Yeah, they've That's got some strength. pretty good depth there. Yeah, they've got depth, and they've got man, Pene Sewell and Frank Ragnall are probably two of the best in the NFL. So, the 49ers defensive line is probably the best in the NFL with you know chase young and, and nick bosa so that that's going to be a tall task but i don't know like i said i mean maybe it's the wave that we're riding on but i, I would put my money on the lions i mean the, the one thing would maybe be weather out there on the west coast that might be the one thing but yeah whatever like I you said that, Jared, I, like it's, it's, top, purdy, purdy it's looked rough in the rain last week so and I mean, the 49ers are one team you don't want to have to like kind of ground and pound. Like that's that's their MO. But the Lions, I, I think they have a better offensive line. I know they have Trent Williams and obviously Chris McCaffrey's a stud and Kyle Shanahan's dialing up, you know, great schemes. But I'll take my chances in a rainy game. If, you, if yeah. your strength is your offensive line, like we've talked about all year, it's like that you should be licking your chops for a game like that. One Round quick question I have for you guys that I've been having to hear about for the last, you know, two months essentially James Houston. Where are yeah. you guys at? If he suits up, do you are you expecting major production? Are you guys like you know licking your lips, waiting for him to suit up, thinking you're going to get a big like contribution from him? I don't understand the obsession with that guy. Yeah. Like he had a great rookie year, but I don't care if you're Aaron Donald. You haven't played football in whatever it's been over 12 months. We're just going to drop you in and in in a big time NFC Championship playoff game against the 49ers and hope that you produce. 
I think we're playing with fire with that. I really do. And I don't know whether he's playing or not this week, but I, I, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, spot duty is what I would think. A yeah. handful of plays. If someone needs to come out because they got a stinger or you got to throw them in for two or okay. Yeah. But you can't expect much. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a cool story last year for him. He's got to get healthy though. What the, what's wrong with him? What what kind of injury does he have that he's been out all year? I can't I figure can, it out. It was an ankle, I'll isn't it? I'll find it out. I thought he I'll blew his it. knee out. It was in the preseason. Knee? Uh, I thought it, it was a serious, like he had to have surgery. Okay. But I, I remember it was a preseason game. He was making a tackle and either blew a knee out or, yeah, busted Weak, his yeah. ankle. Fractured ankle. Fractured yeah. ankle. Against all right. House. All right. Well, yeah. and uh, – not to bring it down, you're talking about Houston coming in. Uh, the Lions sign a tight end. Good, good stat, Zach Ertz. Yep. Just to to bring it down a little bit, using my old memory, I remember when the Dallas Cowboys signed an all-pro tight end who was at the tail end of his career, 38-year-old Jackie Smith. And in a key moment to get to the Super Bowl, it was Super Bowl thir- – actually, it was Super Bowl thirteen. He dropped a pass in the end zone from Roger Staubach oh. right on the money. I awesome. hope that's not an omen for Ertz. Why did you game. even say that, man? Right. I, I thought he was going to be. He caught a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, in I mean, the world? Well, I got to. I got to. I don't like the that. Facts. I don't <laughs> I like don't that that you just threw that out there. That if 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 that scenario happens, I will not be here next week. You're going to the champion by yourself. You're going to beat that. If it comes down to a Zach Ertz drop pass in a key situation, you deserve it, man. Yeah. Well, well, think about it. When's the last time he's played? I know it's. I, think, I hate it. I mean, Brock Wright got hurt. Uh, I mean, right. what a great, what a great play that is that Ben Johnson dials up maybe once yeah. a year. That tight oh, end release, tremendous. It's money, man. You know when he calls that play in the huddle, he's like, "Yep, this is thirty yards at least." Yep. It's just such a money play. I love it. It's something you, especially old Red Arrows used to run that all the time. Awesome. Uh, in high school under Noel Dean, so it's cool to see that play, <laughs> especially because it's to Brock Wright. Everyone thinks that's going to be Sam Laporta. Right. You know, Brock Wright probably has five catches on the season, you know, All so yeah, you, yeah, you leak out the guy For that sure. no one's expecting and then he makes the play and then he makes the slowest juke move that has ever happened in NFL football, <laughs> but he like juked that DB out of yeah. his jock. It's probably still on the ground at Ford Field out there, it rumbled for 29 yards. He looked like Dan Campbell out there playing, but no, Ben Johnson, he, he does dial it up a few times a game. Some of those right. kind of plays. So, you know, him and him and Kyle Shanahan are going to be going head to head on Sunday. And that's what uh, I mean. Rex Ryan had a great little rant. uh, I think it was maybe Monday when he finally did or maybe Sunday night after the Lions. Loves the Lions. He loves everybody. His his son, his son coaches on the Lions. Oh, okay. He uh, I didn't know that either. Um, He said basically how it's like everybody assumes Matt Campbell or Dan Campbell's this idiot. No, he's a pretty goddamn smart football coach. How could you argue that at this point? Beat Sean McVay, round one, Todd Bowles, Super Bowl champion, beat him round two. I'll take our chance against Kyle Shanahan as long as he has these coordinators. Not to go on a negative note, do you guys think Ben Johnson's gone after this year and maybe Aaron Glenn as well? What do you think with that? Mm. 50-50, 50 50. It's the Lions. Lions get to the Super Bowl. The chances of them staying are right. better because they're making hires, you know, left and right. Right. But boy, it's, I think Johnson's gone if I had to pick up one of the yeah. two. Because it, you, you'd have to think some team, because of how the NFL works, the hot offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. someone's going to throw a ton of money at him. Aaron Glenn, because it seems like him and Dan Campbell are really close. Maybe the Lions can get him to stick around, but you'd have to think. 
Well, he Ben Johnson interviewed for the Panthers, and I've heard people down here say, like, listening to local radio and and you know actual Panthers fans say that people told Ben Johnson not to take the Panthers' job because yeah. it's such a dumpster fire. The franchise the is in a bed. Yeah. So, what what else is kind of left at this point? The Chargers that Harbaugh's going after, Washington, and I think that's basically oh the Falcons but the Falcons seem to be going after like Belichick. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would, my gut would be Ben Johnson's probably gone because some team is going to offer him 15 million a year or something crazy. Right. Yeah, my guess is Washington. If I had to pick a team right now, what I have the feel on, but yeah, we'll I, I saw that there's a connection there too. Cause uh, Chris Spielman obviously works for the lions. Now mm-hmm. his brother is, Rick. yeah, has some, some role with Washington. So someone said that there's, so they're going to steal someone from the Lions, whether it's Glenn, whether it's Ben Johnson. So, yeah, I can see it. And they've got a young quarterback. And, you know, right. I can see that happening. Hope not. It, what are, what I, are hope, I hope Harbaugh's back in Michigan. I hope Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn stay in Detroit. And this thing just keeps rolling. But Let's get greedy, baby. <laughs> yep, for sure. I mean, well, look at the Eagles. It's like I, we love Dan Campbell, but like we everybody loved Nick Sirianni a year ago. You lose both your coordinators. It's a lot to figure out in one yeah. offseason. I'm just worried about that. If I just hope we don't lose both. I don't think we will. Like you said, I think it's Ben Johnson's the primo candidate, but just something to to be a little bit worried about. And as we're people are talking about, oh, we'll win them, we'll win next year. No, it's this year. You got to do it this year. Yeah. Well, that's the sliver of just the sliver of hope that I have for Harbaugh sticking around. I mean, I, I think he's probably gone, but yeah. man, you look at the NFL. Yeah, they get decent pay for sure, but the pressure that is on those head coaches. I mean, you look right. at the guy like Sirianni or McCarthy down in Dallas, man, they run a great program, but they lose in a playoff game and it's like your head's on the line. You're out of here, possibly. I, I get it, but also, I mean, like comping John Harbaugh, who looks the same he's looked. 20 years ago jim harbaugh looks like he's like 80 years old i don't know man the pressure of a michigan football coach i don't know if there's a more uh pressure filled job than that really i mean he's got a role in now but yeah i get what you're saying though i get what you're saying but i i think he's in the pressure cooker right now yeah Yeah. well speaking of the pressure cooker for if we're done with the lions and go lions hashtag since 57 uh pressure cooker of michigan basketball coach uh juan howard right now we've talked about it before but they don't seem to be getting any better. Just got drilled by Purdue, seven and twelve overall. They're not going to make the tournament. Probably not going to make the NIT. Two and six in the Big Ten cellar. Just not happening down in Ann Arbor. Nope. When you when you talk about whether it's the Lions and the culture that Dan Campbell has built, Michigan with the culture that now Jim Harbaugh has built at at Michigan with the football team it seems to be almost the opposite with Michigan basketball. You know, the players, I'm sure they love playing for Juwan Howard. And I do still think I'm sticking. I do still think he's a good coach. I just think it's like college basketball is so different than back when he played, of course. And, you know, everything else that he's done, the transfer portal and getting these kids to buy into your program. And, you know, you're, you're getting these like kind of, one year rental players that, you know, come in for a year and then they either transfer or they come in for a year and then they go to the NBA. It's just, it's such a different game nowadays. And I wonder if Har- or uh, Juwan Howard is really having to figure all that out. Cause when he came in, he had early success, but he had 
Beeline's roster of right. one NBA talent. I mean, Franz there's Wagner. A, right, Wagner, Isaiah Livers, and you know Dickinson was coming in, and you know some other guys that are in the NBA, but also guys who were there for a good two or three years. You know, so you had guys in the program and legit talent. So he, I don't think like he'll be gone this year if they don't. But he's he's starting to get on thin ice. I would think it's getting to the point where. He, you can't justify keeping him around if they just keep missing the tournament. It's like, what's I mean, the point, on, man? <laughs> right. There's a crazy stat that basically came out since that you see uh, elite eight UCLA loss. Would you remember at the time we were complaining right. about what Juan did down the stretch? They're basically one game over 500 since right. then 44 and 43, I think. Cause that, that was when all those guys left. That was when Franz yeah. Wagner left. Isaiah mm-hmm. Livers left a ton of tail. They lost. And I, I don't know. It's like looking back, like, I've been out on Jawan since the Greg Gard incident, whatever that was, two years ago or what, year and a half ago. But I really thought when he was hired, I thought he was perfect for this day and age of basketball. Yeah. I thought he was going to be one of the best recruiters in the country. And I just think we whipped on it. I, I don't know. I, I think it's time to move on. Nick Stauskas tweeted something last night, basically saying how this group doesn't understand what it means to wear the block M on their chest. And they don't seem to be having fun, all this and that. I, it's just it's dire straits, man. I, we we did made a deal with the devil. Uh, way back when, when Jim Harbaugh came in and Beeline left, like the football program is going to be great, but this basketball program you guys have kind of taken for granted, it's going to go back to what it was basically your whole life. I so. trade it for the national championship any day of the week. I'll tell you that. Much. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. On the I, other side, I, I would trade it for not being this bad. At least True. be like five hundred in the Big Ten and make the tournament. Like right, right. <laughs> missing, I don't even care the NIT. Who cares about that? But. Missing the tournament altogether, that's a little depressing. It is. Not even it being is. like on the bubble, not even in the discussion. You're out. Right. They're out. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> pitiful. Now, on the other side of the coin, Michigan State, you know, I, I tweeted it the other day on, on Sunday. You know, what a what a day to start really starting to ease into college basketball. Michigan State, Maryland, CBS, Ian Eagle, and uh, Bill Rafferty on the call. You know, you got the, the music leading into oh, yeah. it it was it was awesome and and yeah. you know we talked about it before Izzo always starts slow builds his team's momentum and it looks like they're probably going to make the tournament again hey they could make some noise 13 and 7 overall uh playing pretty good team ball right now it, they're they're always going to be this kind of team I mean the, they'll obviously have the teams with Cassius Winston and stuff where they're number one all season mm-hmm. but if they can always if it's one of those years that they they're kind of a little iffy do enough, play well enough in March to get to the tournament. They're always a threat because of the style they play. Exactly. And that's and how tradition. the tournament is. They always have good guard play. Obviously, sometimes it's better if you have a Cassius Winston or whoever. But the style that Tom Izzo plays, they're always going to be a threat in the tournament. Yeah. No one wants to play Michigan State when it gets to the NCAA no. tournament. So all they got to do is get there. And next thing you know, they might be in the Elite Eight. You know, right. so it's, it's, you just never know. Especially, like, I mean, you, you, you think they're probably going to be what? I don't know what seed, a four, probably a four seed or lower, maybe even lower than that, five or right. six seed. It's like who right. who wants to be that one or two seed facing Michigan State round two? Exactly. Uh, and basically it's like where you feel like you're not even – like it's like basically an even matchup. And then once you win that game, it's like you just take that two seeds route. And I mean, we've seen Michigan State do it time and time again. If you're a State fan, I'd be feeling good. I really would. I mean, their, their experience – I mean, I think they're like – on average, like a year and a half older than Detroit Pistons starting lineup. They're wow. older than hell. Uh, so you got to be feeling good as long as they keep the pace yeah. uh, and just, you know, don't, don't stumble uh, really down the stretch. I think they're going to be looking good heading into March. You know, interesting looking at uh, 
some of the things that Izzo has said lately too, you know, he's got his son on the team. He's getting up there in age. Uh, is there any possible way he's talked about when he leaves the game, he's not going to do a farewell tour. He's just going to call it a career. Is there any thought that no matter what happens, this could be it? Or do you think he's going to, he's got enough in his gut to keep going for a few more years? I mean, I'm sure he has enough in his gut to keep going, but I, I, you do wonder about hit the sun because I, I, this is Stephen Izzo's last year, so right. maybe he wanted to stay long enough to coach his son, and then when his son moves on, maybe that's when Izzo hangs it up. I mean, Nick Nick Saban said it when he finally retired that he just the the drive you said in the in the gut the drive was still there for Saban to coach, still loves coaching, still loves you know the kids and all that. It was just like the energy part. You know, he was just like, I, I, in one of the interviews Saban did after he retired, he was like, I was exhausted this season. You know, it's fair to say when you get up to Ted, you're approaching it. When you get up 68, 70 years old, that's a grind. I can't imagine some of these guys having the energy to, I can't imagine a 40 year old coach having the energy to, I I was going to just jump jump in there with you. You're exactly right, Matt. I have nowhere near the pressure or I didn't have nowhere near the pressure these guys have. And I still, right now, take my daily nap. That's the way it goes. (laughs) I'm going to throw this to the universe. It wouldn't (laughs) surprise me. I mean, Izzo has his hands on everything at Michigan State. I mean, it feels like he's like making the decisions for who's the next football coach. Yeah. What Get ready for the the, uh, succession plan of Steven Izzo. He's going to (laughs) join the staff ever this year. Next thing you know, he's going to be assistant coach in Uh three years. Izzo uh-huh. in five years will hang it up and this this mother effort will take over. Mark my words. Wow. It's gonna wow. be like um geez, I'm blanking on who's who's uh Duke's coach right now, but they they brought him um, on. He was a player. Shire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Shire. And you know, he coached under Coach K for three or four years, and then it was clear they were handing him. That's gonna be Steven Izzo, huh? Okay. Well well that's how that's how Izzo did get the job. He was named by Heathcote as the successor, you know. And that ha- that caused, believe it or not, a ton of controversy at the time. But uh, obviously, he's he's gotten right. past that. Hey, before we move into the next segment in the prep spotlight, just a couple quickies on uh, the Pistons continue to suffer. Four and thirty-nine. They got the Hornets tonight. We're recording this on Wednesday. Not much we can say about the Pistons other than you know, hopefully they get healthy. I think uh, Monte Morris is coming back to play. They're yeah. finally a hundred percent healthy. So. Maybe we'll see some improvement here down the stretch. Is that the word on the The street? thing that's been bizarre is Ivy at the start of the year, if you guys remember, there's a big thing where he basically was not playing. Right. And then apparently they had a whole organizational meeting where one of the big things that came out of it was everybody telling Monty Williams, like, we got to play this guy more. Sure enough, out of that meeting, he's like last three or four games, he's averaging like 25 plus looking like a, a kind of a potential, maybe all-star down the road. It's like, I don't know. Things are just so messed up in, in in that organization. I don't know. That's a that's just a microcosm of what has been going on the last few years. Just bizarre, right? Yeah, it seems like the complete opposite of what happened when Sheila Hamp brought in Brad Holmes and Campbell. Everyone seemed to be connected. Seems like that the Pistons are not connected right now. Yeah. You draft a guy like Ivy. It seems like from day one you'd be wanting to play him, but right, you would have thought yeah. for sure. <laughs> And then our other team here in the winter, the Red Wings, you know, 24, 18, and 5, 7, 2, and 1 in their last 10, though they lost to Dallas last night, 5, 4. But still, they're going to make a, a serious playoff push here. And fun, they're a fun team to watch. They are. Yeah, I've, I've caught a few games when, when they're on 
because I don't, I don't have the Bally Sports, but um, when when they're on ESPN Plus, I'll watch a game here and there. They're a fun team to watch, and that's a you know Iserman came in and he obviously had his success as a player, and then with the Lightning in, in management, and everyone thought he was going to be the guy to turn it around, and it looks like he has because they're they're making a playoff push, and when the Red Wings are making the playoffs, I will watch every hockey playoff game for, for right. the Red Wings. Hockey playoffs is so good. It sure yeah. is. Yeah, let's just, just just stay the course. It seems like right around this time, the last couple of years is when they've had like a lo- big losing streak right. that's knocked them entirely out of the playoffs. Just stay the course. Just get in. I don't care if you're the eight seed. Take your chances. NHL playoffs, anything can happen. Just get us there. That's all we need. Hundred percent. They'd have a nice home home uh, oh, yeah. advantage there at uh, Little Caesars for sure, man. Yeah. Detroit Red Wing fans for playoff hockey. Whew, it's going to be loud. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move away. Go to a little prep spotlight right after this. The Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center is another great addition to the Owasso community. Start your wellness journey today by signing up for a 2024 membership. Get 15% off a yearly membership and 15% off your enrollment fee for new members. Membership gets you full use of the workout equipment fitness classes like Pilates, yoga, spin, and many others. Relax in the steam room or sauna after your workout. Run, jog, or walk around the third floor sky track. Enjoy the spa-like locker rooms with sparkling clean private showers and other amenities. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done! And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, we specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins. Jacobs Insurance Agency has served Shiawassee County and the surrounding areas since 1977. Just like Three Point Podcasts, we've had three generations, Gary Jacobs Sr., Gary Jacobs II, Brian Jacobs, and myself, Noah Jacobs, serving our community with offices in Waterford and Owasso on M21, just west of Home Depot. Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Insure everything, local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way. All right, guys, we're uh, we're getting deep into the program, but uh, the prep spotlight presented by Jacobs Insurance Agency. As always, let's start in boys basketball. Chessonine, a team we're watching out for, fifty-four to forty over the uh, Duran Railroaders. The Indians improved to eleven and zero as Mason Strutt got a double double. 
16 and 15. I just happened to see that he got an offer from Northern Michigan to play football up there. So he's got some decisions to, to be made. Uh, Corona, I, be, go ahead. Who does, who does Chesney? I didn't know Chesney's 11 and 0. I mean, what we've been doing this prep spotlight every week, and this is just now coming to the forefront. What, what, no, where, I've, what's I've talked about it before. They match up with Corona? Yeah, they they're hosting a district this year, and I, I don't think Corona's in that district. I think it's Chesney and Ovid Elsie. We'll we'll keep an eye on the Indians for sure because they're having a great season and struck six foot six, uh, a real solid center for sure. Corona uh, Cavaliers picked up a 53-31 win over Brandon Brevin Belore, one of the best three point shooters around, had five triples. Cavaliers will host. Owasso this coming Friday, the Castle Game of the Week. Ovid Elsie improved to 7-3 and three with a 64-31 win over Lakeville. St. John's down Fowlerville, 58-49 in our Z92-5 Game of the Week. Anthony Depew had 17. Langsburg, you know, that's the other team we're really watching. They stayed undefeated. They beat Puamo Westphalia 55-44. They beat the Pirates for the second time this season. Xander Woodruff, 21 in that one. We've talked about him before. He's definitely the premier player in our area. And you can look for Langsburg to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah. Sounds like a couple decent teams. Maybe we need to uh, see about getting some coaches on the prep spotlight. Yeah, I was going to talk to you guys about that. We'll we'll try and get both of those coaches lined up here in the upcoming uh, podcast. In fact, we're cruising up on 299 and 300 in the next couple weeks. Finally, in uh, boys basketball, Perry down Lansing Christian, 61-29. DJ Jinx had 24. On the girls' side, there's been some pretty good basketball being played out there. Morris down Beecher, 57-15. The O's improved to 8-1 as Aubrey Rogers passed the 1,000-point milestone with 34. That's a solid afternoon and evening there, 34 points. <laughs> Portland St. Patrick gave OE their first loss of the season, 51-45. to Shamrocks followed that up with a 40-point win over Saranac as Laney Meredith had 23 points and 10 steals for a double-double. Lady Marauders did bounce back. They had a 20-point or a 40-point win over Lakeville as Ava Bates put up 17, then followed that up with a big two-point win over Petoskey at the Cadillac Showcase on Saturday. I always thought those were kind of cool when the high school teams go to different places for, you know, like a Saturday showcase or tournament. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. And also New Lothrop down Montrose 48-42 to improve to 7-3 and as Kelsey Coleman hit for 11. In wrestling, Perry, they got a pretty top pretty solid wrestling team this year they won the 15 team Ithaca Invitational as Aiden Turner and Cameron Duty won their weight classes and uh you know, you know I don't know if you guys wrestled at all in phys ed class or anything but man you gotta you gotta tip your hat to anybody that wrestles man that is one tough sport it is and you know we you know growing up in Corona obviously Corona's always had a strong program by the time I started going through phys ed, wrestling was not something we did in gym class. I think they did okay. away with that because uh, <laughs> just, you know, it was an easy way for the big kids to like bully other kids or, you know, really right, right. beat up on other kids. It, it's almost funny to me to think about you guys doing wrestling in gym class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked Weird. about it before, man. I One of my most embarrassing moments in my life <laughs> was we had a, we had a wrestle. Yeah in front of the whole school man and i had i got stuck man i got pinned and talk about being embarrassed they're all all, every, all student section all going in the stands nuts. You know, going nuts and i'm crawling to the locker room going man that's i'm gonna play basketball from now on yeah yeah 
No, I've always said um, I wrestled one one year. I wrestled one year in middle school. The most nervous I've ever been in my life for anything was that very first match. Wow. Right. <laughs> and, and finally, uh, in bowling, Owasso rolled past Corona in both boys and girls at the Riverbend Bowl. Uh, you know, before we get out of this segment, uh, the big news, obviously, here for Corona and their football followers, the Bauer boys, Tarek and Wyatt, flipped on their commitment and now going to go play for Tony and East up at Ferris state. That uh, that's going to be a fun team to watch in the next yeah. four or five years. Yeah. I mean, I know Jake Nettington also has an offer there. I know he, yeah. at least I haven't seen that he's made a commitment yet, but Not yet. yeah, for, for coach Anise to swoop in and get the Bauer brothers, those are two big gets for him. Cause you'd have to think that offense that he runs up there, why it's going to, have a very good opportunity to be successful running that offense. And, you know, they obviously Ferris is one of the best programs in D2 football. So really, really cool for them to to head up there and play football. It'll be fun to see how Tony uses them, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've had Ryan Brady on the show before. It's a bummer that, you know, I mean, they got to pick one school and, and we got a couple different friends out there, but Tony and East Corona alum going to be awesome to see how he uses those chess pieces on the board. I mean, their speed, their athleticism, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, you would think. Yeah, especially at that at that level of college football, too. They're Division One players playing Division Two, which is going to be yeah. very interesting to see. Uh, our Z92.5 Castle Game of the Week is coming up this Friday night, 7 o'clock at the gym that Frank built, the Owasso Trojans taking on the Corona Cavaliers. And also, if you're looking for something to do on February 3rd, and especially if you're a Cavalier fan, come on out to the first annual Black and gold night at the Knights of Columbus, dinner, drinks, a silent auction, shenanigans. It's going to be a lot of fun. So come on out. And our own oh, yeah. Ted Fattel getting the, what is it called again? The golden, golden alumni. alumni. Golden alumni. Right. It just means I'm old, man. Yeah. But no, it's, that'll it's be... very cool. First annual, first first award. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I did like this special edition of uh, Senior Citizen Sunday that was posted this last Sunday of you and your your accolades. That was great. I appreciate that. Sam Val won't leave me alone. That's all I can say. It's all good. All right, right, guys, before we sign off, any any final thoughts we need to get out here? Let's get on to our day. It's crazy to be approaching the end of January and we still have a football team playing. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Let's hope they give us a few more weeks, man. God, it's going to be a fun few weeks if they win this game. Uh, please, 34, please. 31 24, Lions win. That's my official prediction. 28 27, Lions. Yeah, I was thinking something like a, a 30 to 24, 30 21, something like that. All right. Let's go, kitty cats. Get that <laughs> grit going. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We want to thank our partners. They include Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Sign up for a 2024 membership. Get a big discount. Get in shape. More details at memorialhealthcare.org. Also, a thank you to our other partners that include AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.
Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.